Today's daf is Baba Kamadaf Mem Gimel, right? Yeah, the Baba Kamadaf Mem Gimel. Okay, we left off. Where, where did we leave off? At the very top of the daf Mem Gimel. Now the Gemara is going to come up with a case. We're going to try to come up with a case where the uh, the, the husband doesn't get the nezek payments because they're ra'ui and not muhsak. When is it that the wife's nezek payments are only considered ra'ui, something that's coming to her, but not yet muhsak, not yet something that she has, so therefore the husband doesn't get it. The Gemara is going to work on that case a little bit. Then the Gemara is going to talk about if a shor, if a shor kills without kavana, so since the shor itself is not going to get killed, the shor wasn't trying to kill, so it's not going to get killed, therefore the Gemara is going to suggest the owner wouldn't have to pay shloshim shekel if it had killed an evid, nor kofer if it killed a ben and then Amad Beis, the Gemara is going to have three different sources for why Rava assumes that Eish Shalobi Kavana, that kills a person, does not pay Daman, does not pay uh, the value of that uh, of that person. The Gemara is going to talk about do you pay Kofer and Shloshim of Eved, even when an animal kills Shalobi Kavana, and it's going to compare two different drushos from the Psukim to try to arrive at a conclusion on, on that issue. And hopefully we'll get to the two dots about five lines from the bottom of the base. So let's begin. We were right in the middle of a uh, of, of, of a topic, we had quoted a brisa where Rabbi Akiva had said, "What is the Torah teaching us when it says that if the animal kills an ish o isha? So if it can't just be to tell me that if you that you're chayiv on killing a woman also, but rather it's telling me a hekish that just like ish nizok of liyarshov, just like the damage payments that you would have to pay for your ox." Hurting a man or killing a man would have to go to his yarshim. So to buy an isha, the nizakim would go li yarsheha to her yarshim as opposed to her husband. So the Gemara had questioned, what? It doesn't go to her husband? Doesn't Rabbi Kiva generally hold habal ishto that a husband yarshins his wife? So Rish Lakish had suggest that, uh, that, that it was only by kofer that since it's only going to get paid la'achamisa, the husband does not get it. That's where we say that it goes liyarsheha kofer payment, which by definition only gets paid if the victim is killed. So while she's alive, it's only considered rawi, it's not Considered muksak, and therefore the uh, the husband would not get it. The yarshim would get it. But in Khanami, normally they uh, the husband would get it. So the 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 uh, Gemara had said, wait a second. Normally by regular nizakin, Rabbi Akiva uh, would say that the husband uh, that the husband does get it. But didn't we say in the brisa that ain haisha? No li yorsheha, that if the woman dies, that it goes to her yorshim. So doesn't that imply that the nizakim go to her yorshim and not to the husband? So that's what we ended off on the top yesterday. Amaraba begrusha. Yeah, you know, when it goes to the yorshim, when the woman herself happens to be a grusha. So there is no husband. So amri, grusha nami tiflog vlados. Even by the grusha, she should get the dmei vlados. Why is it that the, this brisa that we have quoted had said that the Dmei Vlados go to the Baal? It's only if ain't a Baal knows in the Yarshav, ain't he should also, but Dmei Vlados go to the Baal. If she's a Grusha, why would the Dmei Vlados go to the Baal? Now, this word Tiflog is a bit of an odd uh, word to use over here. Tiflog normally means 
to split, that the woman should split the Dmei Vlado. So it makes it sound like we're saying that the husband, the, the ex-husband and the, uh, and the wife should actually split the money. And in fact, some of the Rishonim, Shittu Mkvetz's quotes from the Ra'ah and the Rash, that say that, that it's actually saying that the woman should split the Dmei Vlados with the Baal. And the Ra'ah explains that it's Mistaver, that if they get divorced, the Torah doesn't allow the husband to get all of the money. And since the Vlados are Shaykh to her more than they are to the Baal, because they are, they're in her body, so she should at least get a portion of it. However, the majority of Rishonim, the Rashba, the Rush, explain that the Kasha of the Gemara is that the woman should get all of the Dmei Vlados, because she's a Grusha. She's no longer Tachas Baila. She no longer has a connection to her husband. And the Rush writes that the Lashon Tiflog is Lav Dafka, a Lashon of Chaluka. It doesn't mean to divide. Sometimes it means that, uh, that she should be Zocha B'Dmei Vlados. So she should get the whole thing because she's no longer connected to her husband. The Rashba writes that the correct girsa should probably be vitishkol v'dmei vlados, that she should take the dmei vlados, not that she should split the dmei vlados. So that's the Gemara's question. How could the Brisa say that the husband's going to get the dmei vlados if the Brisa is talking about a grusha, the husband should be out of the picture, the woman should be getting the dmei vlados. Rishonim raised the, uh, raised the question, the Tosos and the Rashba and others raised the question that why does the Gemara ask Tiflok b'dmei vlados? What are the vlados like a package that uh, the woman is zochin? Uh, meaning, the, 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 why is it that a husband gets money when uh, when when a person kills his wife's fetuses? When a woman is pregnant and someone kills a fetus, why is it that the husband gets money? Is it because it's logical that it cost him money? These children aren't worth money. It's not a monetary issue. It's xeris uh, akasov that uh, that the, the husband gets money. There's no such xeris akasov by a woman, that a woman gets money when her vlados are lost. So why, why is the Gemara assuming that if the husband's not going to get it because she's a grusha, that automatically she's going to get it? No, I would have said, nobody will get it. There's no such chiddush of Dmei Vlados when there, is no, when there is no husband. So there are several uh, suggestions offered by the Rishonim. The Rashba suggests that the Gemara is assuming that since the Torah was mezaka the Dmei Vlados to the husband, so Bekolofen, the Mazik has to pay Dmei Vlados. Meaning what the Torah is really mechadesh is that there's such a thing as paying for Dmei Vlados. The fact that it goes to the husband is just the normal situation. When there is a husband, it goes it goes to the to the husband. If they're divorced, you give it to the to the woman because the main chiddush of the Torah is that there is a payment of demei vlados. And the the answer of the Gemara says the Rashba. If you look at the answer of the Gemara, when Amar Papa Torah zachsa demei vlados l'baal afilu business that even the husband is not married to her, meaning it's not a husband. He's just a bowel. He's just someone who had slept with her. It was even a znus. Nevertheless, he still is entitled to the mevados. What the Gemara is trying to say, says Rashba, that, uh, that, 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 that it's not that the Torah was mezaka only, uh, only the Baal. It's that if the husband is not around, then the, 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 I'm sorry, the Gemara is trying to explain that the husband is only mezaka the mevados to the father, but not to the mother in Therefore, if the husband is not around, it does not go to the, to the mother. It goes to the Yorshe Abal. And it has nothing to do with being married. He could have never been married to her. And he still gets the Dmei Vados. The whole thing could have been a Bias Nus. The child could have been a product of Bias Nus. And still the, uh, the, the, the Dmei Vados would go to would go to the to the husband. My time, well, where do we get this idea from that it would go even if there was a BS Nus Amakra Kasha Yashis Alav 
Baal Ha'isha. Why does it call it Baal Ha'isha? Of course, he's the Baal of the Isha. So, no, we read it as Boel Ha'isha, that it's as if he is the Boel of this woman. That's what the extra word Ha'isha is coming to teach me. That, he's, uh, that even if he's just the Boel and he's not actually the husband, still uh, he would, uh, the Dmei Vados would go. Uh, so, Tosas points out that in the Yushalmi, Rabbi Kiva raises the question Baal Imo, Baal Achoso, Yachalav, who Baal so If it's really just any Boel, why does the Torah use the word Baal? So the Yishalmi says, because it has to be someone that's Ra'oi to be a Baal. It has to be someone that's eligible to be married to her. But if it's a, an, an incest situation where a guy was a guy slept with his own mother and impregnated her, so he's not Ra'oi Lihiyo's Baal, and therefore he would not be Zoche in the Dmei Vlados. In the Sefer Panam Yafos, Parshas Mishpatim, he raises the question why is it that if a single girl becomes pregnant, that you pay the Dmei Vlados to the, uh, the Boel? After all, ha- how do we know who impregnated this woman really? Meaning maybe, uh, what, because we know that she slept with this guy? Maybe just like she was mafkir herself to this guy, she was mafkir herself to other guys. She's obviously not winning any Tznius awards for, uh, you know, for, for her behavior. So, uh, so, so she shouldn't have the Nehmanus to say that this guy is the guy that impregnated me. Not only that, even if she has a husband, why, why doesn't the, the, the owner of the shore say that I don't know that this guy uh, who you claim, who's your husband is necessarily the father of these fetuses? Maybe he's not. Ah, you're going to tell me, Rov Bi'ilo Sachar Abal, the Gemara Chulun Dafidal says, how do I know I have to honor my father? How do I know my father is my father? Because Rov Bi'ilo Sachar Abal, it's all based on a Rov, but nevertheless, that uh, there's a rule in Holchen B'Mamon, Achar Harov and Baba Kama earlier, Dabchav says, we don't follow Rov when it comes to Dine Mominus. So why can't the Balashar say, I don't have to pay the money to this guy? Who says this guy is really the father? What, a Rov says that it's the father? A Rov doesn't bother me. Those are the two kashas that the Padam Yafos suggests, that the Padam Yafos raises. So on the second uh, kasha, he, he answers, based on what the Gemara says later on, Kuv Gimlam and Beis, if a guy steals from uh, one of uh, a, a, a guy steals from five from five people uh, from one of five people, but he doesn't know which one he stole from. So Rabbi Tarfin says, He knows he owes one of them money, so he's got it to, or the item that he stole. So he's got to put the item that he stole between the five of them. Let them figure out who's going to get it. But uh, he definitely has to return it. So which means he has to give it to Beisdin, and because he knows he has to pay it back, and the uh, Beisdin will have to figure it out. So the same over here. He knows that he killed Vlados. He knows somebody's the father, so he has to pay somebody. So he has to give it to Beisdin. So okay, maybe he doesn't have to give it to this father. He'll give it to Beisdin, and then once Beisdin has the money, so that's not an issue of Ein Holchem Mamunacharov. Ein Holchem Mamunacharov means you can't take it from a Muxak. But the Muxak is already giving it to Beisdin. Once it's in Beisdin, Beisdin can follow the rove and give it to this fellow. That's what he suggests. The Hafla'a is Matari to Mesachas Ksubis, that the Klal of Ein Holchem Mamunacharov is only when the suffix is not nogeya to anything but money. But when the suffix is nogeya to isurim as well, since we follow a, ro- a rov, legabe isvaheter, we'll also follow a rov, legabe the dine mamanashabo. And therefore he says, since this issue of whether the, the, uh, the, the, 
the uh, husband is actually the father of the Vlados is Nogea to Isurim as well, like for example the halacha of Maka Aviv Mosimas, person's Chayef Chanek for hitting a father, that's all based on a rove, because that, that rove Bilos Acharbal, so it's Nogea, fatherhood is Nogea to a lot of Isra Vahetr, so Mela we can follow that rove for the Dine Mominus in fatherhood as well. That's how they deal with the second Kasha. With the first Kasha, why if uh, she's a single girl, would you pay the Dimei Vlados to the Bawel? So in the Mincha Solas, he says that we're talking about that they're Chavash Bebeis Asurin, that they're in a jail, and the only two people uh, in that jail are this guy and this girl. So we, it's not that we don't know who the, uh, who the father of the fetus is we do. That's quite an okimta to say that. It's Dafka talking about that case. That's the only case that he's going to have to pay uh, to the Boel of a single girl. The, um, the, the Marchesha suggests that maybe the Chashash Shemehiv Kira to other people as well is only a Chashash Midrabanan. But Minatoru, we wouldn't be Choshesh that she was Boel other people as well. And over here we're talking about the Din Minatora to have to pay the Boel. Okay, Vaitur Nagamara. So says Mar Vinukmala Rabba. If you want to establish a case where uh, where the woman's payment that she has coming to her is only ra'oi and not muhsak, Rabbi would say any time that you collect money, it's it's considered ra'oi and not muhsak, and Rav Nachman would say any time you're collecting karka, it's considered ra'oi and not muhsak. Why? Where do Rabbi and Rav Nachman talk about this? Dama Rabbi. Rabbi says when it comes to the uh, the halacha of Yerusha, gavu karka yeshlo. So the halacha by Yerusha is that a bchor gets pishnayim. However, he gets double what everyone else gets. However, let's say there are three children and the father leaves a hundred dollars, so the you divide it into four into four uh, parts, and the Bukhar gets two of the parts, each of the other children get one part. So the Bukhar gets $50, each of the other children get 25 However, if uh, the, the, the increase in value only comes after the death of the father, it's only Ra'oi, but the father, the father didn't actually have the full value of the money. The Bukhar doesn't get Pishnayim of that, of that which only comes later on. So Rabbi had said, Gavu Karka Yeshlo. If they collect karka for the payment of their uh, of their father, then yesh, the the the, the uh, bechor gets pishnayim. Gavu maos einlo. But if they collect money, then he does not. Meaning, if the if the yorshim collect karka from to pay back a loan that their father had made, the bechor gets pishnayim of that karka because that's considered muhsak. Since wherever the karka is, it's meshubad to that loan. But if they collect cash, the Bukhar does not get Pishnayim because this money was not left by their father. This money is being used to pay back after their father died alone, but it's only coming in later on. It's only considered Ra'oi. So you see that Rabbah holds that money is considered Ra'oi and not Muqsak. Rav Nachman says the opposite. Gavu Ma'os Yeshlo, that if you collect cash, that's like Muqsak because after all, what did the father lend the guy? The father didn't lend the guy Karkai, he lent him, he loaned him cash. So cash is considered to be something that the father already owned. Gavu karka ain't But if they collect karka, that's not karka that their father left, and therefore that's considered rotly. So if you hear also Rav Nachman would say, why don't we just say that according to Rav Nachman, the case is that they're collecting karka for the nezek that was done to the woman, where it's only considered rotly, and that's why the husband doesn't get it, because a husband doesn't get rotly, just like a Bukhar doesn't get pishnayim of rotly. This whole machlokas, Rabbi and Rav Nachman, was only within 
the shita of the Rabbanan. But we're assuming, like uh, like Rebbe, we're assuming like the other shita that uh, that that that, like, that's, that says that Bukhar is not pishnayim in uh, in in any uh, um, enhanced value of the possessions of the father, because that's considered like muksak and certainly in a milva that was owed to the father, it's considered to, to be uh, to be muksak and not to be rotli. This whole machlokus is not nogeya to the halacha, because we're assuming like Rebbe la halacha, not like this whole discussion where you would assume that a loan that has not yet been paid might only be considered rotli and would not be considered muksak. Um, okay, says the Gemara further now. If a shark kills without intent to kill, it's part of from paying the shloshim shkalim. Shneimer kesef shloshim shkalim yitem laldenav vashar yisakel. That it's two sides of one coin. That the paid the shloshim shkalim and the shark gets killed. So we learn from there. Kolzmach shar peskila bailim shloshim shloshim shkalim. If the shark is in fact going to get killed, then the bailim pays shloshim shkalim. But ain't a shar peskila ain't a bailim shloshim shkalim. If the shark is not going to get killed, then there is no shloshim shkalim. Amar Rabba Rabba says similarly. Shar shehemis ben chorin shalab kavana. A shark kills a ben chorin, a regular person, without kavana to kill. He does not have to pay kofer. Normally, kofer is the payment that you have to make after killing a regular person, after the shark kills a regular person. Because the Pasuk says, The shark gets skila. And there's a kofer payment. So again, two sides of one coin. Only when the shark is in fact going to get skila, then the bailim pays kofer. If the shor is not going to get skila, then the bailim does not have to make a kofer payment. That if a person admits that my shor killed this guy, or my shor killed this guy's shor, so he's going to have to pay based on his own admission. What does it mean? He's going to have to pay when he admits, my shor killed this guy. What payment do you make when your shor killed a guy? My love, kofer. Aren't we talking about paying for kofer? Says Gemara, lo. No, we're not talking about paying. And, and what do you see from there? That even though the shor is not getting skila, because it was based on the owner's own hoda'a, and the halach is, kemisa bailam kach misa sashor, that if the owner wouldn't get killed if he, by his own admission, so the shor can't get killed by the owner's own admission either. So the shor is not getting skila, and yet we're still saying that he's going to have to pay based on his own admission, paying kofer apparently. So you see that even when the shor doesn't get skila, you could pay kofer. Isn't that, doesn't that fly in the face of the, uh, of the chiddish that Rav Shuman Lakish just uh, suggested, um, or that Rabba rather had just suggested, that whenever, the, uh, whenever there's no skila for the shor, by definition there's no kofer either for the, uh, for the owner. So it says, it's not about paying kofer based on your own admission. Dumim. It's talking about just paying dumim, just paying the value based on your own admission, just paying the monetary payment, but not kofer payment, just what it was worth. So uh, as Rashi points out, um, when you make this payment, it's not as a kofer payment. Because 
Kofer would never happen without skila of the sharm. But if you happen to have money, then you got to pay damim. Because think about it. If your shor had damaged another person, you'd have to pay the value of that damage. There's no kofer over there, but you pay the value of that damage. So what? Because your shor gored a little bit deeper, a little bit uh, hit, a, hit a main artery or something, and, and actually killed the guy. So now you don't have to pay for the nizakin? Of course you have to pay for the nizakin. Even though there's no skila, you would still have to pay. So here also you have to pay the damim to the yarshim. You have to pay the value to the yarshim. This opens up a very interesting discussion in Achronim, and that is halacha. If someone, uh, is there such a thing as like a wrongful death suit in halacha, that you kill someone, that you have to pay for the, I may be getting the legal terms wrong, maybe just too much TV or something, but if, uh, if you, when, 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 when someone kills somebody else, is there a payment that's expected, that's appropriate, that you should pay someone for, uh, for the loss of their loved one? So the Rambam, in Hilchus Ratzayv, Parakal V'lachadal, and Parakal V'lachadal, writes that Beisdin has a specific iser, not to take kofer from a rotzeach, if a person kills another person, there's no, but this doesn't matter, sure kills a person. A person kills another person, he can give and Basin is not allowed to accept it, and even if the goel adam, the relative wants to take it and say, don't worry, I'll be mochel you for what you did for me, just give me those $10 million. Uh, you cannot do that. A person should never have, the, uh, a killer should never feel that he's able to pay his way out of uh, the onesh of what he had of what he had done. The Torah says, V'lo sikhu kofer l'nefesh rotzeach. So, Shvichas uh, Damim is such a serious matter. We don't have Dami, Yachnef, Sa'aret. The Beisdin is Muzar, not to take the kofer from the rotzeach, even if he did it b'shogeg, um, in order that he could stay in his city and not go to the Ir Miklat. Can't do it. The Sefer Achinuch, Mitzvah Tafyud Beis writes that it's an Israel Kalechad Vechad, not only on Beisdin, but on everybody. That uh, he says it's no Ibnashim as well, just like Anashim, because if a woman takes kofer and she saves the rotzeach through the malchus or any other any other way, she's in violation of this law. But uh, the, the, it's normal that this would happen in Beisdin. It's just that, uh, but really it applies to anybody and uh, and everybody. In Gilyone Ashas, Rav Yosef Engel, Gilyone Ashas in Ksubas points out that Marie Vail says that a horig nefesh that someone kills the gol adam cannot take money from the rotzeach and be mochelim, and even the rotzeach does tshuva, don't take money from him. However, in the tshuvas Marivail and Simon Pezayin, he writes that the rotzeach needs kapara. So it sounds like he has to pay money to, to achieve some sort of some, some degree of kapara. So it uh, sounds like that there's no Isser for them to be mochel him based on, uh, on, 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 on the money. The Sefer Achinuch writes that the shortish of the mitzvah is, the reason for the mitzvah is that, uh, that if a person is an ashir um, and he gets angry at the Jewish people, he shouldn't think that he's able to kill people and just be mechaper himself with money. A person should never feel like that there's blood money, that he could just give money and that will, uh, and that will, that will solve whatever he, had, whatever he had done. And Sefer Pischei Choshen, Rav Bloy, discusses whether the family of someone who was killed can uh, can sue 
is this a violation of what the Ramban was talking about, that you're not allowed to, the, what the Chinuch was talking about, that it's an Israel and everybody, that you're not allowed to take money. So he says, if it's from the insurance company, then for sure, because that's a business deal that you had with the insurance company, that, uh, that for his life, you're allowed to, you're allowed to get, you're allowed, you're, you're, they, they owe you money. That's a business deal that he had signed a separate arrangement that he had made with the insurance company. It's not, it's not that they're, they're getting any sort of kapara, but if it's not an insurance company, so then it's a major question. Can you make this as part of the darke hachuva for the rotzeach, for someone who killed uh, Bishogig, to allow him to give a kapara? So this is a tshuva in Rabbi Kivager, and Tinyana Simon Gimel was asked about this. Uh, someone killed his son and his servant, Bishogig, and he wanted to know how to do tshuva. Rabbi Kivager actually says, try to cheshbin out how much money it would cost you to raise your son, how much money it would take you to support your son, and use that to support the Yasam who doesn't have anything, and then uh, and marry him off and pay for his wedding and his uh, and his child should be named after your child etc. He has a whole uh, whole seder kapara that one can do. Okay, but in our case we're not talking about any of that. In our gemara we're talking about a sharet killed. Right? So he said there's no kofer payment but there is this payment of damim. There's no kofer but there is damim. Frekt tosos. Vim tomer. kofer If you hold a kofer means you pay the value of the guy that was killed What's the difference between Damim and Kofar? Aren't they, after all, the same thing? It's the value of the guy that was killed? What's the difference? You call it potato, potato, you know, you call it Damim, you call it Kofar. What difference does it make? So it says, Nafkamina would be, what if the mazik is dead? So if it's only a kofar payment, he doesn't need a kapara once he's already dead. His misa's mechaperes, like chatas and ashram can't be brought la'achar misa. But if it's damim, if he owed money, and if a man owes money and dies, so we take from his estate. So if it's damim, then you would take from his, from his estate. Ulafizei says, chamura shalob b'kavana, mi b'kavana. In a certain sense, killing shalob b'kavana is more severe than killing b'kavana. Because you'd have to pay even after Misa for Shalom B'Kavana. Vachinami yeshchum racher Shalom B'Kavana mi B'Kavana l'man yom kofer d'mei mazik t'vam shah nizik shavi yosem in a mazik and also if you hold kofers d'mei mazik and the nizik is worth more than the mazik, paying damim is actually more chamer than paying kofar. Because when you're paying kofar, you're only paying the dmei mazik. When you're paying damim, you're paying the dmei nizik. V'od yeshlam, another potential nafkamina says, tells us, the nafkamina be'dam l'kofar, the damim yachal limchal, the kofar in yachal limchal, that you could be mochal damim, you can't be mochal kofar. We have a pshital in the kofar, shalim, amarachman of lochatzi kofar, have a nafkamina nami laha. And if it's also the davar pasha that it's kofar shalim and a chatzi kofar, so it would be nafkamina for that as well. If a shartan kills a person, so it's only chatzi damav, but kofer would be kofer shalim and not chatzi kofer. So that would be another nafkamina. We shouldn't go around collecting nafkaminas over here. They have a whole bunch of other suggested uh, nafkaminas over here. The Balamar suggests that according to the dechia of the Gemara, that it's damim, when it says uh, in the Mishnah, Hamas, that he pays al piatzmo, it doesn't mean that the shark killed, it just means that he, he was mazik below Hamas mamish. The Lashon of Hamas is uh, so the Chiddush of the Mishnah is that a Sharmur that's Mazik and Adam Shalab Kavana is going to be Chayv. And then the question doesn't even uh, doesn't even get off get off the ground. The
Ravid writes that Kofar is Mishalim based on the value that it says in the parsha of Arachin in the Torah. I mean, even, even if the old Kofar is the value of the Nizik, it doesn't mean the monetary slave market value of the Nizik. It means the Erech value of the Nizik, which is totally based on gender and age, has nothing to do with his abilities and his, uh, how much work he could do. And when we're, t- we're paying Damim, you're paying the actual value. So it says the Ravid, that might be a Chilik between Kofar and uh, Damim. And uh, the Ravid has other other uh, dinim as well. For example, the Gmarmba Metzia, other Nafkaminas as well. The Gmarmba Metzia says, for example, Misadrin Labalchov, that we that when someone owes money, you, you don't take everything away from him. You make sure that he has a bed to sleep in. You make sure he has clothing to wear. Then you take everything else away. But once he, he needs his bare necessities. For Kofar, not so clear. Maybe we would take everything away for Kofar. So maybe it's enough community between Kofar and Damim, Lagabi the Din of Mesad and Lebalchov. Other suggestions, we showed him have a whole list of suggestions to try to stay, to rise to the challenge of Tulsa's question over here of what's the difference between Kofar and Damim. Frek the Gemara though, E Damim, if the whole case is that you're paying Damim and not Kofar, Ema Seifa goes on to say, Hemis Shoriya Sabdo Shoploni, Eno Mishalamatiatsmo, that if you say that you're sure killed someone's Evid, Evid, you don't pay Al Piatsmo, but Vidamim Amailo, if it's just the value of the Evid, why not? This is not a Moda Beknas, this is Moda Bimamo, your Moda that you, uh, you damage someone, that you cost him his Evid. So why wouldn't you pay Al Piatsmo? So I'm going to Damim. The Sefa Knas. I could answer you if I really wanted to that Einochinami. The Reisha is talking about a Damim payment. And Einochinami, the Sefa, where he says, My shark killed your Eved, that's talking about a Knas payment. And that's where it's saying the Mashalam of the Atzmo. But I know you're not going to be happy with that answer to say that the Reisha is talking about Damim and the Sefa is talking about Knas. You're not going to want such a forced answer. So rather, I'll tell you as follows. EDV ED Damim. Everything's talking about Damim. Even the Sefa is talking about Damim. Miu ben Chorin the Mishalim Kofar al Piatzmo. A ben Chorin when an animal kills a ben Chorin where there is a payment of Kofar based on one's own admission. Veichidami. How could you have a ben Chorin paying a Kofar based on his own admission? The Yasus Adi Vasidu be Dekatal. If witnesses were to come and say that this uh, that this animal killed Lo Yadi Itamavimurava, we just have no idea if the animal is a Tamurmuat. Va'amar Mare Demurhu the Mishalim Kofar al Piatzmo. And the owner of the animal says, by the way, you should know it's a Muad. So that's enough. He now fills in that missing link. So now he's going to have to pay based on the fact that he said it's a muad. So Therefore, in the absence of edim, you'll at least pay damim. Since you could have had to pay kofar al piatzmo, so you'll pay damim when there are no edim. But when it comes to the shloshim shalavet, that you'll never have to pay al piatzmo. Because you take the same case. Edim come and they say, we saw that shark kill that evet, but we have no idea if that shor is a short time or a short muad, va'amra mari muad and the owner of the shor says, oh, it's a muad, he does not pay the knas based on his own admission that it's a muad. So therefore, so when there's no edim, he's not going to pay the damim either. So uh, whenever you're chayiv on a ben chorin, you're going to be chayiv the same by an eved, by killing an eved, whether it be kofer, whether it be misa. So kofer be'eved mi'ika. What does it mean? Is there a kofer by an eved? What do we mean when we say be'kofer? 
Elulav damim. It must be that we're talking about damim. What do we say? That any time ben Chorin is chayiv, uh, you're going to be chayiv by an Evid as well. So we just said, though, that by a ben Chorin, al piatzmo, he'll sometimes have to pay damim. But we said by an Evid, that's not true. That you're never going to have to pay damim al piatzmo. Well, isn't that against what we're saying right now? That wherever there's a damim payment for ben Chorin, there's going to be a damim payment for an Evid as well. Some say that Rav Shmuel Bar of Yitzchak himself answers this question. And some say Rabbi answered the question. And they say as follows. This is what it means to say. Anytime Ben Chorin, where he kills Bikavana, you're going to have to pay Kofer, you're Chayiv in an Evid to pay Knas when you have a parallel case. But whenever it was where by a ben chorin you have to pay damim, but not that there's this automatic rule that anytime you're chayiv by ben chorin, you're also automatically chayiv by an evet. So says Rav as follows, If this is in fact true, Isha Shalobikavana al Piedim Nishalim Damin. That uh, if a Shoro Shalobikavana al Piedim, which does not pay Kofar, has to pay Damin, because there is a Damin payment that you have to pay when you kill a person when there's not going to be a Kofar payment, you instead have to pay a Damin payment. Well, shouldn't the same hold true not only when your Shor kills, but when your fire kills? Shalobikavana, that you're going to have to pay a Damin payment? Shouldn't we say the same thing? There's no Kofar payment for a fire that kills, so shouldn't there be a monetary payment for killing? Um, and, uh, and and yet, um, and, and it, that monetary pay- payment would only make sense, Shalom B'Kavana, because if you killed with a fire B'Kavana, then you're Chayv Misa. So then it's Pasha that we'd say, Kamle B'Drabe Mina, you know, give me Chayv Misa. But we're saying, if you kill with a fire, Shalom B'Kavana, so let, let's pay the dumb, because we see that there is a dumb in payment, that's what we're trying to be Mechadish here, that there's a, a money payment for, for taking somebody's life. So it says more, and how does Rabbi know that you uh, that you don't pay? So the Gemara says, well, meaning he's asking it like, you should have to pay, and, and we know that you don't. Well, who, who says that you don't? Maybe in a, maybe the answer is just simply, in a chinami, you do. You, you burn someone and kill them, shalom kavana. of course you pay the damage. So how do we know, says the Gemara, three possibilities. From the Mishnah, it says that if you have a goat that was tied to, to the flammable material that you lit on fire, or an Evid that was nearby, and it got burned together with it, you're But if an Evid was tied down to it, so you're going to be Pater because you're for killing the Evid, or a Gedi was Samuchlo and gets burnt with it, so then you're going to be Pater. No, but Reish Lakish explained over there that the only reason you're putter over there is because of that you that 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 you uh, you you directly you directly burnt the evidence on fire and therefore uh, and, and and therefore you're going to be chayiv misa for 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 killing. So since there's a chayiv misa and the, so you're putter on the gadish also 
because of Kamle Rabbi Minei. So says Gemara Ve'ela Meha. Now, how does Rava know that you're putter when you light someone on fire, Shalobi Kavana, and you kill them, that you're putter from Damim payment? From the following, Detani Wilintane Brisa. Chomer Be'esh Mi Bebar. That in a certain sense, Esh is more Chomer than Bar. She'esh Mu'adislachal Be'endavar Royla, Be'endavar Shein Royla, Ma'ashein Kein Bebar. And Esh is a Mu'ad to destroy anything that's in its path. Things that are roi for it and things that are not roi for it. Um, <coughs> things that you would normally think of lighting on fire and things that you normally wouldn't, as opposed to a bar. But no, it doesn't say. It doesn't say that an ish has to pay damim when it kills a person, uh, whereas a bar doesn't. So you see that, uh, that 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 from the fact that it doesn't list that as a difference between ish and bar, that you don't have to pay damim by an ish. Says so well, nah, that's not a riot. Maybe uh, we left. Maybe there are other differences between ish and bar as well. But we left off some of the other differences. Normally, whenever we say those words, the gemara's follow-up question is oh. Always, my shire, the high shire. You can't say that it left out some things unless it left out more things than are on than are on the list. But over here, the Gemara doesn't need to uh, to, to 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 resuscitate this uh, this approach because we have a third approach. Rava wasn't taking it for granted necessarily that there's no monetary payment when you kill with an Eishalabakavana. Rava himself was raising it as a Shaila. Do we say that by Shor, since there's a Kofar payment when the Shor kills Bekavana, there's a Damim payment when it kills Shalobakavana, but by an Eish, when there's no Kofar payment for killing Bekavana, Memela, there's no Damim payment for killing Shalobakavana. Oh, Dilma. Or maybe not, says Rava. Maybe even the Gabi Shor Shalobekavana Afagav Deleka Kofer Mishalim Damim. Since by Shor Shalobekavana, even though there's no Kofer, you pay Damim. Meaning you see that by Shor, when there's no Kofer, you have to pay Damim. Ooh, so therefore Gabi Ishonami. Maybe by a fire as well. If there's no Kofer, by definition, you're going to have to pay Damim instead. Afagav Deleka Lo Mishalim Kofer Shalobekavana Mias Mishalim Damim. Let us at least uh, pay Damim. Veloyadinad. And uh, we don't know. So take so the Gemara leaves that as an unresolved uh, as an unresolved question. So that's a Rava wasn't sure. Rava himself wasn't sure. He wasn't saying that we take it for granted as a definite. So let's see if we can get a little bit weiter. Im kofer lerabos kofer shalom bekavana kikofer bekavana. Why does he have to say im kofer to teach us that kofer shalom bekavana uh, is kikofer bekavana? That you pay kofer shalom bekavana uh, just like uh, kofer bekavana. Amle abaya lameyata evenami matam lomar im evel lerabos eved shalom bekavana kevin bekavana. Does that mean that you pay for the shloshim shaleved shalom bekavana just like if it killed bekavana? Bechitei malchinami and if you're going to say yeah, you know. We just said that on Amad Aleph, that if Reish Lakish says that if a shark kills Shalabakavana, you're Potter from Shalashim Shkalim. Amalek, Gavra, Gavakaramis. Yeah, Reish Lakish said that. You're asking a steer between two different people. Kiyasa Ravan, Amar of Yochanan, Eved, Matamalomar, Im Eved, Larab, Seven Shalabakavana, Kevin Bakavana. That Rabbi Yochanan disagrees, and Rabbi Yochanan holds that even when the shark kills an Eved Shalabakavana, you still pay Shalashim Shkalim. Oh, the Reish Lakish, Nami, Name of Mida Eved, Im Eved, Im. Eved lo darish 
Kofer im kofer nami lo darish. According to Rish Lakish, if he's not going to darish in the im eved to teach that you pay shloshim shkalim shalevet shalobekavana, shouldn't he also not darish in im kofer to teach that you pay kofer shalobekavana? Sami lo eved im eved lo darish. He's not going to darish in the im eved, but kofer im kofer darish. But he will darish in the im kofer. Umayshna, why? Why would he darish in one and not the other? Because the phrase im evid is not written in the Torah when it's talking about tashlumen, when it's talking about payment. But kofer im kofer ksiv b'makom tashlumen. That is written by, by tashlumen. So it's uh, by, by evid im evid, it's written by the Megicha, im evid yigach. So, uh, so, so, so it's not going to teach me something about tashlumen. But im kofer is in fact about, uh, about tashlumen. It happens to be the Rambam Paskins on this Shaila in this case, moment, parakira lachates like Rabbi Yochanan that even shalobe kavani yechayev kofer against Rabba on Amaral that a shor that kills shalobe kavanas patim kofer. So we sort of sandwich the whole daf right between these two discussions about the same thing that when a shor kills shalobe kavana, do you pay um, kofer when it kills a person? Do you pay shloshim shalavid when it kills an evid? If it was shalobe kavana, Amaral we thought for sure not. Right now we're saying mm, it's negotiable. Right? Maybe yes, that maybe you do pay even shalobe kavana if you darshan these words of im eved or uh, or im kofer. So that's uh, that's how the Rambam paskins like what we say in Amud Beis and not like what we said on Amud Alf. Okay, by the time tomorrow we'll pick up at the two dots. It's like a